What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you joining us. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And before we get into the podcast, guys, um, I really just want to give you all a thank you. A huge thanks to all the listeners, all the supporters. Um, the last two videos that I've made, the the Smart Guy uh, guest episode and the Reason guest episode, have been my two most watched uh, or listen to, I should say, listen to podcast episodes uh, ever. So just want to thank you guys for the recent support. It's really meant a lot. And as always, again, if you're listening to this podcast, just be sure to, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, which you should be, uh, it's Finn Sports Football Podcast on Twitter. But if you're going on there, you know, I'd really appreciate if you just shared, you know, my podcast tweets with friends, if you, you know, liked and retweeted it and, and share the podcast with people because the more uh, supporters I can get on this podcast, again, I don't, you know, do this for money. There's there's no money gained for me from this, but just, you know, wanting to get this information out there, get more people on the podcast because, Ultimately, my goal for this whole thing is to make this more of a community effort rather than just me talking. Like, I'd love to have guests on like almost every episode if I could, right? To just talk about the team. So the more you guys can get that out there, get it uh, shared and 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 sent out to your friends, the more the vision for this podcast can come true. Um, but again, the the recent support from you guys has been nothing short of sensational. Uh, and just keep it up, keep continuing uh, the support and everything. Really, really appreciate it. All right, so getting into the meat and potatoes of what we need to talk about today. I was thinking to myself, you know, when, whenever there's a job opening, okay, whenever there's a job opening in life, doesn't matter for what, it doesn't matter if it's a head coach, a GM, doesn't matter if it's you being a lawyer or you going to work at, you know, fast food or at a grocery store, doesn't matter in life what it is. There's ultimately two things that drive our decisions when we, when we decide to go for a job. Number one money. Okay. How much will I be getting paid at this new job? Because at the end of the day, ultimately, I think most of us would decide to work anywhere. If you know, they went in and said, Hey, we're going to pay you $25 an hour, right? doesn't matter if it's McDonald's doesn't matter if it's somewhere like Walmart, or it, it really doesn't matter where if someone offered you a phenomenal pay, you're, you're most likely going to go work no matter where it is. The other thing on top of that is where are you working? What's the environment going to be like? Is this a place that I could live um, uh, or, or not live, but is this a place where if I spent a lot of time and I basically lived there because I'm working there for eight plus hours a day, is it somewhere that I can continuously work there without you know, getting pissed off without getting depressed, whatever it may be, is this a good environment or atmosphere or company for me to work at? Okay. So when I was thinking about the Dolphins head coaching job, you know, I think a lot of us are just focusing on the fact that, you know, the Dolphins want this guy, want this guy, want this guy. And it's ultimately going to come down to who we offer the job to when the reality is, a lot of the decision in what head coach you get is not so much who you want, but it's who wants you. 
okay? I look at, you know, Mike McDaniel last year, right? A guy that is huge on wanting, uh, you know, in the fan base of people wanting him to be the next head coach. When he wanted to be an offensive coordinator, right? He was originally the run game coordinator for the 49ers. Um, and when he was up to be an offensive coordinator here last year, if you remember, he was offered the job. And instead of taking it, he decided, I'm going to take the promotion in San Francisco because it's a better system. I want to stay in San Francisco and I don't want to go to Miami. I don't want to work under Brian Flores. I'd rather stay here in a familiar place that I know and have that exact same move, right? And so I think it's important that, you know, on the podcast today, I talk about is the Miami Dolphins head coaching job an attractive destination, right? Would people, would coaches want to come here? Should they want to come here? And if they don't, what would be reasons that deter them from coming here? Okay, so we're going to go over how attractive of a job opening is the Miami Dolphins head coaching job, okay? Now, money aside, because I did say I did start off and preface with the fact that money does play a big part in this, I'm not going to reach in a man's pocket. I'm not going to say, you know, how much the Dolphins should pay someone or I'm not going to get into how much head coaches make because normally you don't even know those figures anyway. Like it's not like a, a, you know, player contract unless it's like John Gruden or some like new fancy head coach. Most head coaches, you don't know how much they make. Uh, Typically, it's probably between like five and 12 million a year, somewhere in that ballpark. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to talk about the the X's and O's, player personnel that we have, the actual organization, living in Miami. We're going to go over all those factors and decide, you know, if if you're a head coach, where would you want to, or if you're if you're a it doesn't have to be a head coach, but if you're an offensive coordinator, if you're a defensive coordinator, based off of the openings in the NFL, where would you want to go? Okay, so let's start off with what job openings there are in the NFL. So we know that the Texans job is open. We know that the um, Jaguars job is open. We know that the Raiders job is open. The Dolphins, the Giants, um, trying to think of other teams, head coaching jobs open. The Minnesota Vikings. Um. Man, uh, the Denver Broncos, a lot of AFC teams now that I'm like listing them. And I'm trying to think of another team whose head coaching job is open. And the Bears. Those are the eight teams right there that have head coaching positions available. Now, of those, just based off of where you would want to live, I think the number one place is probably going to be Miami. Like at the end of the day, living in a warmer weather place like Miami without the chaos of Las Vegas, which is where the Raiders are. Like I understand Miami's a party place, but compared to somewhere like Las Vegas, I'm sure people would want that same type of nice weather. It does get humid, but you're by a beach, it's nicer weather and you're not in Vegas just as far as location, I would say more most of the head coaching candidates um, are going to probably want to come 
or I'm getting a notification right now. What's this notification? Okay, so former Dolphins head coach and Cowboys defensive coordinator expected to be the main candidates for the Giants head coaching vacancy. Okay, that's nothing. I mean, I I was told Flores is going to be the next head coach of the the Giants like a week or two ago. So, or not a week or two ago. Whenever he got fired, I was told like three, four days after that that the Giants are going to hire him. So be on the lookout for that. Anyway, like just as far as a location where you would want to work, I would think, I would have to think, again, if I'm I'm just putting myself in someone's shoes, if you're telling me where do I want to live, Florida has no state tax similar to Houston, but it's going to be a way better place to live than Houston, okay? It's going to be a way better place to live than Las Vegas. No, I wouldn't want to live in Las Vegas. Jacksonville is the same type of weather, but again, if you're giving me a place to live, I've been to both places, I would want to live in Miami over Jacksonville. I would want to live in Miami over Chicago, you know, with, let's just like the, the weather and the crime there. Like I know you live in a nice area, but Chicago is not really the greatest place. No offense to people who live in Chicago. I have family there, but, um, again, like Minnesota, no, you know, New York, New York might be a nice place to be honest. Like I'm moving to New York city in about a month. I'm a performer. So like taking my chance on like Broadway and stuff like that. So I'm moving to New York. So yeah, I can understand maybe New York. Um, I'm trying to think of other head coaching availabilities. I said Jacksonville, I said Houston, Miami, uh, the Bears, uh, the Vikings. I'm trying to think of other head coaching jobs, the Giants. I I, I think that's mainly it. So again, like location-wise, you would think that the Dolphins would be like at the top of the list as far as just if all I cared about was where I was working location wise, Miami should be the number one option for most head coaches. Okay. I can tell you for a fact, that's a big reason why a lot of players come here, no state tax. And if I'm going to play in either Texas or Florida, I'm going to probably play in Florida because the weather's just nicer. So a lot of players and that honestly may be a big issue with Miami the, the Dolphins in general, as far as our organizational uh, lack of success the last 20 years is, let's face it, no like no one's coming to Miami because, you know, it, it, it doesn't have really good weather, but it's a football place. Like, no, people come here. It's nice weather. You're by the beach. It's a party town and you're going to make way more because you're going to get tax breaks because there's no state tax. So like that's the reality of the situation. Same thing goes for a head coach. Again, you're going to bring your family. That's an easy move to get your wife or your family to get on board with. Hey, let's move to Miami. Nice weather all year round. It does rain, but again, nice weather. It doesn't necessarily, you don't need to be in the heart of the city where it's going to be partying a lot. No state tax, so we're going to make a lot more money. We're going to we're gonna net a lot more of that paycheck. So yeah, Miami's probably going to be a top head coaching or, or, or player destination in general, just based off of the fact that it's Miami, okay? But let's get into the other factors, because I think this is where it starts to get a little cloudy and a little more up and down as far as like, would you want to come to the Miami Dolphins? Let's talk about the roster. okay? and when I say roster, I mean cap space. I mean, draft capital, everything, anything having to do with the roster and your ability to create a good roster moving forward. Well, cap space wise, I mean, we're literally number one in cap space. So there is no team better suited 
for a, I guess, whatever vision the um, new head coach would have than the Miami Dolphins because, again, cap space-wise, we are number one. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are number three with cap space. I think they're projected to have 61, between 61 and 60 or 61 and 65 million. The Denver Broncos are fifth on that list. The Chicago Bears are 10th. The the Las Vegas Raiders are 13th. Texans are 15th. Um, The, let's see, the Giants are 28th. The Vikings are 29th. So like just going off of cap space wise, again, the Dolphins should be everyone's priority. Obviously, Jacksonville is the next up because they are the third most in projected cap space. Again, those numbers are rough estimates because we don't officially know what it will be. But again, Jacksonville is going to have a lot of cap space. But then you go into, let's talk about draft capital, okay? Draft capital, the Dolphins next year and this year combined are going to have three first round picks and two seconds in the next two years, okay? If you tell any head coach, hey, within the next two years, you're going to have more first round picks than you normally would. We're giving you an extra first round pick next year. And, you know, on top of that, the fact that you you are uncertain about your quarterback, so you have the flexibility to move up if you need to next year to get a different quarterback. Like draft capital wise, you can understand that, hey, it is an attractive position. Now, it's not like the Giants or it's not like the, you know, I'm trying to think the Jets have a lot of draft capital. It's it's not the Dolphins of 2019 or 2020 where we have like three first round picks, two first round picks, two seconds. It's not that, but still, you're going to have a good amount of picks, some more than other teams that are available to, uh, to coach at. So draft capital wise, you can understand that the Dolphins, again, should be an attractive destination. Let's get into player personnel-wise, because this right here is probably, I would say, the second, maybe even the first most important thing as to why a head coach is going to take a job. This and the last thing we'll talk about. But when I look at the Dolphins roster, essentially, again, I'm trying to take my fan perspective out of it and just focus on what would a head coach think in these situations. If I was someone looking at the Dolphins roster, this is the reality of the situation. I would go into it thinking this. Defensively, I don't have to do much. I shouldn't have to. They have good players all around. I don't know if Xavier Howard is going to stay, but still, you're still going to get a good cornerback with Byron Jones. You have two very good young safeties. One of them is one of the best safeties in the NFL period, not even just a rookie with Javon Holland. You have a phenomenal rookie young safety. You got a young defensive end in Jalen Phillips that can be molded. You got a good interior defensive line. Linebacker wise needs a lot of help. I think that's really the key to fixing this defense is you need someone in the middle that can really do it all and be a thumper. So, defensively, the new head coach is going to say, okay, well, coming in, I don't really have to worry that much about the defense. It's more so coaching-wise, what system can I um, you know, put in, whether it's the same or something different, to, to keep the success that they had. But personnel-wise, I don't really have to touch the players. They, we have a good roster of players on defense. Really, as a head coach, the main thing I need to focus about is the offense. Because the reality is, the offensive line is the worst in the NFL. 
receiver-wise, they really only have one good wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Other than that, it's a bunch of guys that are either always injured or backups. Tight end-wise, I have to pay Mike Kosicki, or if I don't, my leftover options are Durham Smythe, Adam Shaheen, and Hunter Long, which I'm not saying that's bad, it's just that's the reality. And then running back-wise, they have no one. They, they don't have any true RB1s. We have guys like Philip Lindsay and Duke Johnson, who I hope we keep on the roster, at least Duke Johnson, because of you know the fact that he, he did look really good. I think he should be on the roster regardless next year, whether it's as RB1 or hopefully, in my opinion, like an RB2. Okay, so realistically, a head coach coming onto this team is like, I have a lot of cap space, the most in the NFL. I have a good amount of draft capital the next two years. I'm in really good cap, a really good cap situation because there's not a lot of bad contracts on the team and we're not in like cap hell. And on top of that, the roster's not like awful. Like we got a lot of good young players still on rookie deals, but the reality is this whole entire offense needs to be redone. And then we didn't even get into the quarterback, which is a big part because again, I am a, I am led to believe from people I've talked to that a big decision of what type of coach you get is going to show you, or, or I should say, you're going to know how teams and coaches feel about Tua Tungavailoa based off the coach we get. That's what I was told because here's the thing. If a coach like Brian Dable, who should be one of the hottest names on the coaching candidacy list, if a coach like Mike McDaniel, if they're willing to come here and coach Tua, that should give you hope that maybe Tua is the guy if they stick with him. Because I don't really believe the whole we're sticking with Tua thing. I don't. Um, You know, I, I think... They might stick with him. He has a, I, I tweeted out, he certainly has a better chance of being on the team without Flores than with Flores. But I think a lot of that was just them seeing the the failures that they had with um, Flores and being like, hey, we're not going to be wishy-washy. Like we're sticking with Tua. The next head coach needs to be with Tua. But again, I don't believe that for a second because everyone in that building was ready to move off of him for Deshaun Watson. Everyone. Owner, GM, coach, everyone was willing to move off him. So I don't believe that for a second, but nonetheless, again, if a head coach comes here and they keep Tua, that's going to really tell you what teams think about him. But let's just say it is true, which I don't believe it is, but let's say it is true that the Dolphins are like, only a head coach who wants Tua will be able to work here. Well, you're going to know what teams think about Tua. Because again, the reality of the situation is people talk about like Brian Dable to Miami but he's also rumored to be going to the Chicago Bears and maybe now because of the new head or GM hire in the in New York with the Giants uh Joe Schoen I think Jeff Schoen Joe Schoen who is the assistant GM for the Bills he's now the GM for the Giants okay so if you're Brian Dable like I would think that he would probably want to coach Justin Fields over to a Tungavailoa not because I think Justin Fields right now is a better quarterback, but again, if if you're a head coach candidate like Brian Dable, you need to go to a guy that's going to replicate the recent success that you've had. 
That's something that so many teams fail at. And I talked about this with like Joe Philbin and Adam Gase is when you have an Aaron Rodgers or a Peyton Manning, you have to make sure that the system you go to next, if you want to have any sort of success, you need to have a good quarterback because a lot of your success came from the fact of having that. So if you're Brian Dable, again, if you go to the Giants, you're not going to have the success you had in Buffalo because you have Daniel Jones now instead of Josh Allen. And even with Tua, while Tua is better than, you know, um, Daniel Jones, at the end of the day, if I want to have that same type of quarterback, that same type of success as I did with Josh Allen, the next closest thing is going to be a, you know, Justin Fields, not a Tua Tungavailoa. Even though I had success with him in college, this is NFL. And so if I want that quarterback who is very athletic, can make any throw, gets questioned a lot on accuracy and decision-making like Josh Allen early in his career so I can mold him into a better quarterback, like I'm just letting you know this may trigger you, but if I was someone like Brian Dable, I would go to the Chicago Bears easily over the Miami Dolphins. And that's not even like a hard, that's not even like a a debate in my opinion. You give me Justin Fields, who is basically, you know, very, very similar to Josh Allen and his ability to play the quarterback position, has the same type of flaws that Josh Allen had early in his career, um, can make any throw you need him to, is insanely athletic, very, he's, he's a physical specimen, he is big, he's stout. I'm going there. I'm going there before I go to a team like Miami where the quarterback position's kind of up in the air. I don't know if I need to keep him or not. Like that's again, that's going to be huge. Is what do what do the owners Stephen Ross and Chris Greer really want? Do they really want to keep Tua? Because if they're forcing a head coach to keep him, which it would be a horrible decision cuz you need the new head coach to decide that, not you. But If you're saying you need to keep Tua regardless, like I don't care what you do with the rest of the roster, you're keeping Tua, and if you don't want to keep Tua, you're not going to get the job. Well, guess what? A lot of of coaches aren't going to take your job. It's that simple. I know, again, people may be upset with that, but that's just the truth. Again, just put yourself, just take off the Miami Dolphins fan glasses for a second and put yourself in like a Brian Dable shoes. You have Josh Allen right now, a guy who is very physically impressive, can make any type of throw, and had issues early on with accuracy and decision-making. Well, I want that same type of quarterback because I know I can do well with him. So if I'm Brian Dable, I'm going to a place like Chicago because now I get Justin Fields, who's very young, only in his second year. I can mold him the same way I molded Josh Allen. And he's going to have the same physical skill set as a Josh Allen. If I look at a Mike McDaniel, for instance, though, to me, Mike McDaniel, ultimately, I'm not saying I want Mike McDaniel more because I I told you all my my top four candidates, Doug Peterson, Jim Jim Caldwell, Eric Biennemi is not even mentioned on this list. I'm not really sure how, but it would be him. But let's just say, take him out, Jim Harbaugh. Brian Dable. So obviously I'd want Brian Dable over Mike McDaniel, but if I'm being realistic, Mike McDaniel would probably be way more willing to take this job over another job because the quarterback that he's going to get with Tua is more similar to Jimmy Garoppolo 
than, say, Brian Dable with Josh Allen. So Mike McDaniel can say, hey, I can come to this team. I have a very smart and efficient quarterback who's accurate. I can rely heavily on the run game with a good defense. So he would probably be more willing to come to the team than a Brian Dable, just being completely transparent and honest with you guys. Okay, so roster-wise, you know, uh, the reality is this next head coach that comes in has to be okay with completely redoing the offense. He has to feel comfortable with that. And two, again, let's let's put in two scenarios. If they actually don't care about Tua, you're going to know how uh, teams feel about Tua based off whether they move off of him or not. Okay, and also... If they do want the next head coach to stick with Tua, and if you don't want to stick with Tua, then get the hell out, you're probably not going to get the best head coaching candidate because a lot of people out there, again, let's look at the candidates again. Who would you rather coach? A second year Trevor Lawrence, who again, physically can do anything, a physical specimen like Justin Fields, or again, Tua who has injury history. I'm not really sure if the organization wants him or not. They've talked about trading him for like a year now. So which which team am I going to go to? I'm going to probably go to the one where I feel like I can replicate what I have currently with that new quarterback, like a Justin Fields, like a Trevor Lawrence. So roster-wise, again, the quarterback is going to have a huge, 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 huge opinion on... Um, or factor on what head coach takes the job. And you're going to know, again, this is if they have if they have to keep to a tongue of Iloa. If what they said is true, I don't think it is. But if it is true, you're going to know how teams feel about him. Because if you don't get a good head coaching candidate and you start seeing these head coaching jobs go to teams like the you know Chicago Bears who have Justin Fields or the Giants who have two first round picks this year and can pick whatever quarterback they want. I'm just letting y'all know, you're going to know how teams feel about Tua, period. And then last but not least, why a team would or wouldn't want to work with the, or, or be the head coach of the Dolphins has to do with just the organization in general. And the reality is there is nothing attractive about the Dolphins organization. Not one thing. And that's coming from a Dolphin fan. What am I to be happy about? Or what would I be excited about going to the Dolphins organization? Okay. You've, in my lifetime, you've gone through seven head coaches. Since, or not my lifetime. Since I've been a fan, you've gone through seven head coaches. I'm pretty sure the Dolphins have had 13 head coaches. And of those 13, 10 of them have come in the last, like, I don't even know, like like 20 years, I think. Like in the last, like after Dave Wanstat, we had we had Don Shula, Jimmy John, like we had like three head coaches. I'm pretty sure it was Don Shula, Jimmy Johnson, and Dave Wanstat. And since then, we've had 10 head coaches. Okay. So in our whole organizational history, we've had 13 head coaches. 10 of them have come in the last like 20 years. That's horrible. So if I'm a head coach, and, and again, those numbers may be a little off. I'm just guess I'm guesstimating off of what I know off the top of my head. That sounds about right. Like the reality is, if I'm a head coach, I'm gonna look at their recent success. I'm gonna say Tony Sperano failure. 
um, Joe Philbin, failure. Adam Gase, failure. Brian Flores, for whatever reason, again, even though he was winning, you know, they may say personality reasons, which are true, right? I wasn't a huge Flores fan. But regardless, like, it doesn't even matter if I win or not. You know what I mean? Like, like even though Flores should be gone, like, it doesn't even matter if I win or not. At the end of the day, if they don't like me, they're going to kick me out. Which, you should be a good person no matter what. But again, they're going to look at Brian Flores and say, dude, this guy had two winning seasons on the Dolphins, which is a hard thing to do, and you still fired him. So there's no stability. Again, you look at the GM position. Like, you think the head coach doesn't understand that if he, if the he, if the GM doesn't get this right, not only will, you know, the GM now be fired, but now as a head coach, I don't know what my future is with the new GM. Like, that's a real thing. If if Chris Greer messes stuff up, he's the next one on the hot seat. And if Chris Greer is the one who hired me and he gets fired, what the hell is going to happen to me? Owner-wise, Stephen Ross hasn't won a playoff game since he's been the Dolphins' owner. Okay, it's been 13 or 14 years since he took over the team. He hasn't won a playoff game. I think he's been to the playoffs two times since he's been an owner. Maybe three times, I think, max. And he's lost. He's gotten destroyed every single time. So it's like not only have you cycled through coaches every three years since you've been an owner, not only have you not won a playoff game, you've really only been to three, two or three playoff games since you've been an owner. And on top of that, you're expecting me now to come into this organization knowing that the GM could be fired after this year, depending on how it goes. And I might most likely have to work with a quarterback that I might not want to. What's, what's, what is appealing about that? And again, this isn't me talking as a Dolphin fan. As a Dolphin fan, I'm like, yeah, everyone should come here. We're the Miami Dolphins. Coolest uniforms in the NFL. We're going to change the logo. Draft picks, draft, uh, you know, cap space. We got good players, you know, what, whatever. But the reality is if I'm taking off my Dolphin fan glasses and I look at it from someone's perspective, I don't want to go to the Miami Dolphins. And that's really the ultimate thing I came away with as... I was just like recapping. I was going through all the reasons I'd want to come to Miami and all the reasons I wouldn't. And the reality is a coach is going to want to come to Miami and not want to come to Miami for the same reasons as a player would. They don't win there. It's been 20 years. We haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. Okay. We haven't been to a Super Bowl in a long time. Since the turn of the century, we still haven't been to one. Okay? So, if I'm a head coach, same as a player, why do I want to go to Miami? Like, if I seriously want to win championships and build a a, a championship caliber team, Miami has shown no reason to. And yeah, obviously the coach has more ability to change that than a player, but at the end of the day, the main things that make Miami an attractive destination are the fact that you live in Miami, so it's going to be good weather and low tax, or less tax, I should say, and you're going to have a lot of cap space this year. Aside from that, again, there are other teams with good rosters. 
Like again, Jacksonville's going to have a lot of cap space and a, and a young quarterback, the number one overall pick in the draft, whose physical ceiling is higher than a Tua. Okay, you're going to have again the cap space similar to the Dolphins, weather similar. If I go to Chicago, it may not be weather wise as good, but I'm going to have a really good defense. And if I'm Brian Dable, I'm going to get a guy like Josh Allen, who I can mold into being that type of competitor. And on top of that, the division's not really that, that competitive. I mean, the Lions are in it. The Vikings just fired their head coach and have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what his future is with Green Bay. And he's getting older. So that division could be wide open by the end of this year. Same thing with the Vikings. If I decide to go to the Vikings, like Minnesota's a good place to live. I know it's cold, but you play in a dome. You have a good young roster. You can move off of Kirk Cousins if you want to. But like, again, if I end on top of it, they have, again, been to NFC championships recently, been to the playoffs. Like they have a recipe for success there. Whereas again, if I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins, you know, we laugh and say, well, why would a team want to go to Jacksonville or why would a team want to go to Houston? Do you understand that the Houston Texans have won more playoff games than the Dolphins in the last five years? Like, let's stop laughing at the Texans like they suck. The Texans have won more than the Dolphins in the last five years. The Dolphins are down there with like the Jets and the Detroit Lions. And honestly, I would say the the Jets and the Detroit Lions have had more success than the Dolphins. Like, I, I don't think there's one team that's had as little success in the last 20 years as the Miami Dolphins, aside from like the Bengals, who are now in the playoffs and just won a playoff game. Like, do you understand that? The Lions have been to the playoffs more than the Dolphins in the last 15 years. The Jaguars have been to the playoffs more than the Dolphins in the last 15 years, or, or they've won more playoff games. The Vikings, the Bears, who else? The Texans have actually like won playoff games. The Dolphins haven't. And so we need to be realistic. Even the Raiders, they just went to the playoffs. They literally were just in the playoffs. I know they lost, but at least they got there. So when I look at it, and I'm just being realistic with it, again, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic of why a coach would want to come here. Again, you're in Miami, good roster, uh, no low, lower tax because there's no state tax. You're going to have hot, good cap space, good draft capital, you know, a young roster, all of that. But like the reality is whether it's having to stick with Tua, even if you don't want him having to redo the entire offense or the fact that you're just playing for the dolphins who are not a stable franchise, like the dolphins head coaching job at the end of the day, ultimately is not an attractive destination to want to coach at. And I say that as a Dolphin fan, because if we're just being realistic with it, again, I want you to put yourself in in a head coaching candidate's shoes. What head coaching job would you take? Period. You're not a Dolphin fan. You can take any head coaching job you want. Go, go. Which, which head coaching job do you want? Because I'm telling you, if it were me, I would want to go to probably either the Chicago Bears or... Uh, man, I'm trying to think Chicago bears, honestly, even the Houston Texans, I know that sounds like a joke, but like, why would I not want to go to Houston Texans? They won just as many games last year without Deshaun as with him. You have a lot of draft picks. You have draft capital. 
You have a high first round pick if you want to go quarterback this year. Your defense is 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 pretty good. It's not amazing, but like even the Houston Texans, like maybe you'd want to go there. Like I'm just being realistic. The Dolphins head coaching job is not the most attractive head coaching job there is. In fact, it might be one of the least attractive. Like if it were me, places I would want to go to or or places I would go to Miami before I don't know if that's the right word to places. I wouldn't want to go over Miami. If it were me again, this is just me personally. I wouldn't want to go to, I'm trying to think Jacksonville. Um, I'm trying to think like realistically, I'm not even being like a, a Homer here. Like I'm trying to think realistically, it's like Jacksonville. I would, I would pick Miami over Jacksonville, but like, would I pick Sh- Miami over Chicago? No. Would I pick Miami? Oh, the giants. But even the Giants, like their division sucks. The Cowboys like are the best in that division, but that division's wide open. You get off Daniel Jones and you build like a more competent roster and you're playing in New York, which is a phenomenal place to to play and live. You're in the, the Big Apple. Like I'm trying to think the only two that I can think of where it's like I probably wouldn't coach there over the Dolphins is like, again, the Giants maybe. And definitely the Jacksonville Jaguars, I wouldn't want to coach at over the Dolphins. But aside from that, like, like that's the reality of the situation. Your head coaching, your head coaching job, and maybe the Houston Texans, but your head coaching job is not as appealing as you may think. And so that ultimately leads me to believe that, like, how good of a head coaching candidate are we going to get? You know? Like as much as I would want a Brian Dable or maybe even a Mike McDaniel or, you know, oh, the Denver Broncos. I've completely forgot about the Denver Broncos, but like even the Denver, even the Denver Broncos, why would I not want to go to Denver? They have a phenomenal roster aside from their quarterback. They have a phenomenal roster and I don't have to stick with him. And a lot of quarterbacks have been rumored to want to come here. Aaron Rodgers would come here. Russell Wilson, I think would want to come there. So it's like, damn, I might even get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. So like, again, the the Dolphins had coaching candidacy as much as we want to say we love the Dolphins, which is great. It's not really that attractive of a, of a job opening. And I hope that the one thing that is going to deter a lot of coaches from coming here, which I'm, I'm just letting you all know this, this is not, you know, me trying to stir the pot. But a big reason why a coach will come here or not come here is going to be Tua, whether they want to coach him or they don't want to coach him. And I can promise you, if it is true that the Dolphins are are telling coaches they need to be okay with coaching Tua, man, that's going to turn a lot of people off. Period. Like, it will. So I'm hoping that at the end of the day, they're giving the coaches the decision Hey, you can move off to it or not this year or next year. Point is, it's your decision. We're publicly supporting him because they did it in years past, but it's your decision. If that's the reality, yeah, you're going to, you, uh, honestly, your, your odds are going to go way up to get a better head coach. But if you don't give them an option at quarterback, and on top of it, they're with an organization that has consistently failed at quarterback and failed to win playoff games and make it to the playoffs, not really a recipe for success and not really a place I want to go coach at. So, you know, we'll see. 
I'm hoping that it's not true that they are not giving the head coach a decision on the quarterback. I'm hoping they at least give him a decision. Not saying he should back off Tua, but it should be his decision to do it. To either stick with him or not. And if he's able to do that, then yeah, of course. Like, But you know, we could get a good head coaching candidate for sure. But if you're not giving this guy an option, I mean, I wouldn't want to go there personally. I don't care how nice the weather is. I don't care that it's Miami. I don't care if I get more money because of the no state tax. At the end of the day, I'm trying to win championships. And consistently for the last 20 years, since the turn of the century, the Dolphins have not been a place where coaches can go and do that. So, you know, just something to think about. Again, put yourself in these people's shoes. Why would you take a job? What are the reasons you would take a job? And if taking those reasons, apply them to the Dolphins job, would you take the Miami Dolphins job if you were a head coach candidate? So that's it for today, guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, not sure when I'm going to make another one. Uh, I, you know, I'm hoping that within like the next week we find a head coach. Who knows? Um, but nonetheless, stay tuned uh, for next episode. I'm not sure what it's going to be. But again, keep that notifi- notification bell clicked on Spotify or wherever you listen to for my next podcast episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay safe. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.